Well, we're now seeing some highly alarming outcomes from legalizing cannabis in US states, including spiraling addiction, psychotic illnesses, and hospitals facing a deluge of poisonings. And this absolutely affirms that New Zealand made the safe decision, the only decision, by voting nope to dope at the 2020 cannabis legalization referendum. Legalizing recreational cannabis would have been a disaster for New Zealand, and the evidence just keeps pouring in. Let's check out five key stories in the international media just from last month. So remember the claims made by pro-drug activists in support of cannabis legalisation in New Zealand? According to the government, the Green Party, New Zealand Drug Foundation and Helen Clark Foundation, we were supposed to believe that legalising recreational cannabis would lead to significant health benefits, reduced black market, no increase in usage, a reduction in mental health issues, reduced crime and so on. Well, thankfully, the majority of us weren't fooled into believing this. Just enough Kiwis to vote down the proposed cannabis legalisation bill. And there's continued mounting evidence refuting these pro-cannabis claims. US states that legalised recreational cannabis eight or, year, uh, eight or so years ago are instead seeing spiralling addiction, psychotic illness and even deaths. And meanwhile, the illegal cannabis market in California is booming, estimated to be worth uh, six billion, twice that of the legal industry, and gangs continue to sell products at a higher potency and lower price, and thus they under undercut the registered shops. And scientists overwhelmingly conclude that frequent use of the drug is not worth the risk. Now, here's a couple of articles that the New Zealand media weren't too keen on talking about. Uh, the first one is uh, this one. Uh, and it talks about U.S. cannabis, cannabis legalization, seeing a spiraling psychotic illness in a booming black market. And this, some of the key, key conclusions are that there was record levels of cannabis use in states where cannabis had been legalized. Experts described these highly concentrated products as the crack cocaine of cannabis and say demand for ever stronger stuff is another byproduct of legalization. There's been a surge in addiction and mental illness, depressive breakdowns, psychosis, suicidal thoughts, all related to cannabis, hospital admissions for cannabis-related complications have shot up, recreational marijuana users were 25% more likely to end up needing emergency hospital treatment, and scientists overwhelmingly conclude that frequent use of the drug is not worth the risk. Rates of addiction are nearly 40% higher in states that have legalized cannabis than states without legal cannabis. And the risk of being involved in a cannabis-related accident is significantly higher than states where the drug is legal, legal, and the black market has grown by 100%. So there's the uh, first one. Uh, and then a week later, remember how we warned that medicinal marijuana has limited effectiveness and that it was being used as a Trojan horse for recreational use? Well, despite the hype around cannabis products, there is, quote, very little scientifically valid research into most of these products, end quote, according to a new systematic review by researchers at Oregon Health and Science University. And they searched more than 3,000 studies in the scientific literature, and out of 3,000, they found only 25 were scientifically valid evidence. 18 randomized controlled studies 
and seven observational studies of at least four weeks. And a review of these 25 studies concluded there was, quote, insufficient evidence for the long-term pain-relieving effect of cannabis. And this is consistent with a 2020 review by psychiatrists at the University of Melbourne, which concluded the evidence is too weak to prove that cannabis helps anxiety, depression, or insomnia. And actually they said, in general, the limited amount of evidence surprised us, the lead author said. Researchers found many of the products now available at US dispensaries have not been well studied. Uh, and the, for some cannabis products, such as the whole plant products, smoking it, the data are sparse with imprecise estimates of effect and studies had methodological limitations. And then the uh, following week, this one, new Canadian study published in the British Medical Journal Open Respiratory Research suggests that cannabis use is associated with increased risk for serious adverse health events and is linked to heightened emergency care and hospital admissions and researchers conclude its recreational consumption in the general population should be discouraged. Let's just read an extract. They surveyed 35,000 plus Canadians and cannabis users were 22% more likely than those who don't end the drug use the drug to end up in emergency care or become hospitalized for any reason. Acute trauma, 15%, was the most common cause of emergency admissions, followed closely by respiratory health, 14%. And they say, unlike tobacco, there is some uncertainty or controversy regarding the adverse health impacts of cannabis. Some individuals may perceive that cannabis has some health benefits and is otherwise benign. Our research highlights to those using or considering to use cannabis that this behavior is associated with important negative health events. Uh, and then the last week of July, the largest ever study into the health effects of different types of cannabis highlighted concerns about the stronger forms of the drug. The study was published in the journal Lancet Psychiatry and it found that cannabis products with high THC concentrations carry an increased risk of addiction and mental health disorders. Uh, what did it say? One of the highest quality studies found a fourfold increase in the risk of addiction. And they say as marijuana became more potent, cases of marijuana-associated psychosis rose, the review found, the evidence linking cannabis potency to addiction and psychosis was very clear. I mean, when you talk about Woodstock weed, you're talking about 2 to 3% THC. The government was floating the idea of us allowing up to 15%. That's almost five times higher. And finally, and on the same day as that study I just read, the UN Office of Drugs and Crime released its World Drug Report, showing that increased drug use worldwide and accelerated daily use and the related health impacts in parts of the world where cannabis has been legalized is a problem. And here's the key findings. Cannabis legalization in parts of the world appears to have accelerated daily use and related health impacts and cannabis legalization in North America appears to have increased daily use, increased, especially potent cannabis products, and particularly among young adults. And here's the irony, given the Greens are so keen to legalize cannabis. The report said increased drug use also creates negative outcomes for the environment. Key findings include that the carbon footprint of indoor cannabis 
is between 16 and 100 times more than outdoor cannabis on average, and that the footprint of one kilogram of cocaine is 30 times greater than that of cocoa beans. Other environmental impacts include substantial deforestation. Whew, five studies just in the last month. You know, New Zealand made a great decision in 2020 by voting no to legalizing cannabis, despite the ongoing wailing of politicians, drug advocates, uh, and lobby groups. And so let me just leave you with one of the superb campaign ads from the Say Nope to Dope campaign, which was a coalition of grassroots organizations and leaders who wanted to protect our communities. You know, the evidence proves that New Zealand is too precious to be wasted. Thank <laughs> you.